0: Good evening, and welcome to this week's What Comes Next Live podcast. Uh, my guest this week is Lena Ranchevich, and we did a very brief micro-bio on the pe- webpage. So Lena is a fairness advocate and the founder of Repute.io. I met Lena a few uh, short weeks ago at a Walk and Talk and Drink, which is held on the fourth Tuesday of every month at 5 o'clock at Green by the statue behind Green Park Station, led by Ben Braben, also an alumni, alumnus of this show. And I was fascinated, I didn't get a chance to talk to her at the time, but I was fascinated by what she is doing with her startup. And I also had the lovely opportunity to attend a workshop on meaningful communications in the last week, co-hosted by herself and Minta Dial, who will also be a guest on the show in a few weeks. So absolute pleasure to have you here to listen to your thoughts today, Lena.
1: Hi, Tom, and hi, everyone. And it's really good that we were on air once, and this is where we met, literally in the open air. And now we're on air on LinkedIn. And thank you for this wonderful opportunity to share my stories and to have a good, meaningful conversation with you.
0: So what's feeling meaningful to you right now?
1: I think it is the opportunity to be listened to and heard and the chance to ask, to answer the proper questions and to maybe to share stories about discovering talent. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting people on occasional walks in the parks or events.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I, I run this in a way that just keeps the floor open and then we see what emerges the perhaps start out by saying a little bit about your about reputee because i'm really i found that i found that really interesting because my core value is fairness and you're also a fairness advocate when you distilled your bio down to one sentence that was what it was so can you share what that's about
1: Yes, so we actually call it Reputi, but I know okay, it's part of the right stress on. So Reputi is a talent portfolio that helps people identify, grow and showcase their core skills like leadership, critical thinking, empathy, creativity. So we I believe we bring more confidence to job seekers, we help people understand when it is the right time to get promoted and how you can apply for this promotion, how can you justify that you are uh, worth uh, the, your next role. So I'm a people person and whatever I did in the past was related to empowering people and uh, teams or discovering talent helping introverts or shy people dust their real capabilities and utilize them in real life and in their careers. So that's how I came up with this idea. I also have a lot of personal stories. I don't want to sound arrogant and I don't always tell the story that My first decent job was head of Samsung in my country when I was 24. And I was hired for Potential, as they said, we do invest in the rising stars. And I suddenly recalled this story and thought, well, there are so many young, talented people who have a very short work in history or don't have a loud voice to apply for senior roles. Well-deserved, so... And I was thinking, how can I empower them? How can I help them showcase Mm. these skills and this maturity at any age?
0: Mm. So when we spoke uh, a few weeks ago prior to this conversation, you talked through that story and I felt a resonance for myself because I moved from this country when I was on my 24th birthday. And by the age of 25, I was sought out for a job based on my potential because I moved to a place that was very much a developing economy and a ve- much like your country was at the time. And so I was really aware at the time that I would never have got that job if I was in a big city in the developed country. The Because there are all these filters. Right? And we've heard about companies like PwC and others looking at abandoning the use of CVs or resumes, depending on which variety of English you speak. Um, and so, so you what I heard you say was, what I felt I heard you say was, this is both for people applying for jobs, but also applying for promotions within corporations. And I've come to realize I've never really had that kind of corporate job. Um, and certainly the world has changed since I was in my 20s. Um, but I am very much aware from you know, numerous people much younger than me, that you do have to put yourself forward for promotion at the right time in the cycle and you need to have the confidence and you need to have the tools. So there are traditional metrics like exam passes or a degree from a good university, etc., which are used as filters. What's wrong with the world continuing just to use those filters and not looking at people's other demonstrable skills? What's the issue with that?
1: So I've read multiple reports about this and uh, the pain points and I understand that some people don't know when they are promotion ready. Mm-hmm. So they would think no, not now. Oh, I, I'm a woman, or I'm a I'm a representative, or I'm not a local citizen. So I I wouldn't dare to apply for a salary raise or promotion. And I would think, no, I need to to have another degree or to work for another two years in the company. And I thought that how can we, can we apply technology to help these people understand that the moment is now. Mm -hmm. Especially women tend to lag behind. They would uh, be very, very shy to apply for promotions. They would think, oh, it is male who gets the the rise very soon and become managers. And I think technology can help with that. Mm -hmm. So rep will collect empirical evidence from everyday life, from what what the person does every day outside the working hours and inside the office, for example, Repti will collect signals that attest to certain skills that are needed for promotion. For example, it's leadership, good communication skills, ability to teach, charisma. It's not a skill, but it's a personality trait. And AI will analyze this content in the Repti Talent Portfolio and send me a signal that, look... You are ready to apply for a promotion, and this is the list of facts or arguments or even test results that will help you present yourself as a worthy candidate. Hmm. This will bring me more confidence, and I won't lose my time while waiting for to be promoted. Okay. So, more agency.
0: Mm-hmm. More, ag- more confidence, and therefore more agency. Yes. Yeah, where, where I was going, but perhaps I was just asking a really obvious question, is what's the benefit to the employer of this? And maybe we, you can just assume that our audience is smart enough to know what the benefit of getting the right candidate at the right time is, rather than people not feeling the confidence in the agency. Where are these signals going to come from around the seven skills uh, or attributes, including leadership, communications, ability to teach? Where, where are these going to get picked up from? And, and you also mentioned testing, is that Uh,
1: another element yes Yes, so Reputy looks like a digital container at very with a clear structure so every skill is a card is a digital container that you can fill with all sorts of content it could be photos videos case studies certificates test results endorsements anything that confirms the consistency of your skill Mm -hmm. And it also works like a diary. You, you can look at your social media, for example, Instagram or TikTok. Young people really like using these socials. Or you can look at at a LinkedIn profile or connect the profiles. And AI will extract the content that could potentially prove a certain skill. For example, a few days ago, I was coaching two people who are career switches. One of them is an ex-charity and NHS worker, and mm-hmm. another has interesting hobbies, like he, he plays the detective role in an immersive quest game in London, mm-hmm. and he also sings in a choir. But both of them are aspiring software engineers. Mm-hmm. And when they shared these stories, we extracted the skills. So if the person is a is a detector. That means he has attention to detail. He plays in a team. He He's practicing teamwork all the time. He's a good communicator because, again, he needs to collaborate with other people and there are time constraints. So he has time management skills potentially. And the lady who who works for for a charity, and she's also helping uh, with the kids' club at the church, she has dispute resolution skills because she's working with young kids who normally quarrel or misbehave. Mm -hmm. And she's also got empathy as a doctor. So if you start looking at your everyday life you'll understand that you can showcase your personal skills through your hobbies even if you go to a gym twice a week or that means you have perseverance you're working on your body Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: just to to give you a few examples so it's like your personal diary that travels with you wherever you are even when you're cooking a family dinner or uh, Organising a trip to the mountains for your friends—it's all about human skills.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So, is it a
0: combination—the digital containers? Are they a comp- and you listed way more than seven? And I'm now up to eleven. Writing down the skills you've mentioned uh, and attributes—is um, it partly proactive from the individual to fill the container? And but is it also partly extracting it from links to social media, et etc.?
1: yes it's it's partially automated, so we're not there yet. We are still launching the beta version next month, but we're really creating it for lazy people so if you don't have time, lazy or busy people, mm. if you don't have time or you forget about your Repty portfolio mm. AI and uh, other tools will help you populate every card with with a skill so. Mm. Some, some work will be automated and you'll, you'll receive signals that, oh, would you like to add this content to this card? Hmm. And you say yes or no, or yes, I believe I showcased my communication skills here and you add a link to your Instagram.
0: So you're, you see, so you're in, you're in beta right now. You're de- developing it. I can see from some of the chief people officers I know of. Large organizations that it could, this could be really beneficial for them to get in early and partner with you to help develop it. Because if they pick, say, a hundred rising stars, they can work with them to not only help you refine the proposition, but also to the people will do the work. They won't be lazy because they've <laughs> been selected for this and they can, you know, talk to you and say, well, you know, in our uh way of doing business we would weight these skills or attributes a a certain way and i'm assuming uh you've already thought of you know those kind of partnerships but this is this is what appealed to me is like ben i didn't get a chance to talk to you when we first did that walk and I, i reached out right away and said i want to talk to you i want to understand this because i'm fascinated by the lack of fairness and the broadly you know for the neurodiverse for example the The ability to pass exams is not necessarily something as people on the spectrum find easy. Uh, but that's a huge. The, the what they bring is a huge. Uh, if it's if it's cut out because they don't pass through the filter of passing exams, an awful lot is lost. So I I am you know sorry I'm just I'm not asking you a question. I'm just like excited. So what's what's next? What comes next is the title we tend to, that I give to this this podcast. So. You 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 have this under development. What's next for you, or what's next with this? Or...
1: So, if I start with a l- large scale, I think what comes next is fluid careers, mm-hmm. hiring potential, being able to see the personality and the level of agility and ability to learn new things, because one job is not forever anymore. Mm. So. I always thought that I'd like to change my career. I did a few times, I learned new things, but I'm not professionally qualified as an architect, for example, although I love architecture, but I just don't have time to, to get this degree and study for another three years. So I, I do believe that we need to have this basic human skills, core skills, or aptitudes to be able to pick up a new role or a new profession hmm. and show this to employers because they will want to improve their retention metrics. They Companies want people to be happy in teams. And if you go stale, you don't like your job anymore, you are shy, you don't raise your hands hmm. hand for promotion, then you leave the company and find your happiness somewhere else. Hmm. So, if a person is hired for potential, the company wants to make sure they the person can be re-skilled, retrained for another role. So it's all about the flexibility, fluidity of of mm. the working environment. So this is the big picture. And I do appreciate it. So it gives a lot of opportunities for career switches, young people and also elderly people who really want to work in their late eighties, for example, and they don't believe they they have to leave the stage at, at this age. Mm. So brings a lot of fairness to, to their working scene. And for us, the next step is testing the employer profile. That's what we're doing now. We have the beta. We have different designs, and we are testing the scope of information and and the design of the candidate's profile with recruiters and HRs and C level people who are involved in decision making. So I'll be happy to speak hmm. to anyone who's anybody
0: we could be introduced to. You, yes. You've you've. I began. One of the things I began with was asked was really asking a question, which I then pulled back from, which is like, well, you know, why would people want uh, to change the system? And it's what's fascinating to me is you have then talked about fluid careers, hiring for potential, but also agility and flexibility as attributes, and being able to use yourself as an example, being able to change careers, career switch. the The employer profile then. It, is the people who see that and are ready for it or already on the path towards that. I would use the example of a global multinational, which I will keep completely anonymous, very well-known global brand, and somebody I know well in their mid-20s, worked there, excelled, was agile and flexible and fluid, and ended up within less than 18 months working at three career levels above where they were brought in. And they weren't introverted and shy about asking for a promotion, but they were told, no, we only do these rounds once a year, and you needed to have put yourself forward three months ago for the promotion round in another four months. So your best chance is in another year and a half. So they went and got another job at a significant pay rise. And... Then when they handed in their notice, their manager turned around and said something I found, because they told me this story that I found absolutely fascinating. Their manager turned around and says, and their manager was in their mid forties, this person was in their mid twenties, and they said, I'm on my third time at the company. <laughs> we recognize we don't handle people, you know, handle this really well. So well done for going out and getting a job at a significant promotion and pay rise when you're ready to come back we'll welcome you back in at a higher level in fact we often recommend it <laughs> so i found it really i understood but i also found it really really odd that companies rather than look to accept the way the world is and the pace of change and fluidity and agility and hiring for potential their retention metrics are dropping all the time because I think the f- common phrase is you no longer have a career ladder where you go straight up in one company. You have a career jungle gym where you jump out diagonally and then jump diagonally upwards from company to company. It can work, I guess, if that's the best second choice. But for the companies who recognize the gaps in behavior, performance, and cultural Um, norms and other areas, that if they can retain them, it's it's absolutely fascinating because then you can be looking at, well, actually your uh, fluidity score has dropped in the last six months. We can offer you a course for this, or what could you do to pay more attention to that? And this is what we can offer. So I'm just giving some reflections that might land for, certain potential employers who might like to work with you and, and test out their employer profile. A lot like of people to... won't get it. They just won't be ready. And that might be frustrating for them as individuals. But if the company's not ready, they're, they're, they're not going to see it. Uh, they're not going to move with it.
1: Yes, well, I think we'll see a lot of big companies learning lessons from this and following the startup agile framework when you really need to Pivots sometimes, or to adjust your strategy every day, every week, catch those little signals from your space and from your employees to to be faster than competitors or to bring the innovation as fast as possible. So flexibility is everything. Yes.
0: So we're. Being, I think I'm beginning to understand behaviorally what your favorite partners would look like as employers. What but it took, I don't want to assume and I assume I derive this for full picture. If you're looking for a few partners to, 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 as employers, what would the perfect ones look and feel like?
1: I think the best partner profile would be a company open to experimenting, open to innovations and a company building their employer brand not only by publishing articles about diversity inclusion and all nice initiatives that are on air at the moment, but really doing something for people Mm -hmm. and implementing new technology, not as existential risk, but as an opportunity to make people happier, to improve retention and to help people discover themselves. Um, As we know, there are a lot of, employees who inherited their professions. So if someone's parents were bankers or doctors, there is a chance they their kids will become doctors, but, but probably it's not something they wanted to choose in their childhood. So technology and uh, these indirect observations about our daily life will tell us the truth. And the key indicators would be What do I spend my time on when I'm not forced to work or to take care of my kids or to cook? So if we have spare time, how Hmm. do we spend it? This will tell me a lot about my real appetite for doing certain things. Or what do I spend my money on? Hmm. Do I spend my money on professional sports equipment or trips or fashion, this will tell a lot me about myself, because normally I don't think about it. I don't aggregate this data, so time and money are the resources that we are managing every day, and mm. they will be really good signals for everyone to understand our next role or our real passion
0: that's so first of all it, it you said some in, important things for somebody listening who's an employer or has that responsibility to understand how to categorize themselves. Then you moved on to, I kind of summarize it as AI as a force for good. There's a lot of fear around AI, but actually being able to analyze the data, you've gone with something really high level, which if we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you're actually basically saying, if you could, can we help you self-actualize, which is the topic yes. of it? What are you really all about? And it also made me think of, Dan Pink's work on the book, the book, well the book Drive it's like, you know, it talks about the three drivers of people beyond making money and an inherited career are purpose, autonomy and mastery. And you're going to judge the, the, anybody listening to this, the RSA did an RSA animate visual summarizing his TED talk on that years ago. And it's the one I recommend more than any. And it's like, what really, what's this, you know, the surprising truth about what motivates us is the subtitle to the book Drive. But yeah, so that's, that's really high level stuff. So very high context and, and but also really energizing to hear. So specifically what's next for you and Reputy beyond so- what you just already said, looking for employees to test the profile.
1: Yes. So we are simultaneously working with two audiences with job seekers. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, we're doing in-person sessions to understand how people reframe their previous experience and their current life. And we have partnered with a coding school in London, Zero One Founders, and we onboarded a few interns from the whole group and we're helping these career switchers to prepare their real life stories for the job interviews. We also partnered with two other organizations. One is an, an artist collective. Another is a Skills Builder Partnership Framework. So they're really teaching people how to identify skills and how to Measure skills. So on, on the job seeker side, we're testing the usability and uh, we're trying to add playability and fun to the interface. On the other hand, we need to make sure that employers understand the profile that they, they receive full information about the personality, that it is unbiased as much as possible. There are no scorings or ratings. So the employer makes their own decision about the personality. And then we need to merge. And so the next step for me as a founder is fundraising. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking for smart money. I'm, I'm looking for angel investors or even institutional money coming from people or organizations who do take care about people who want to create talent abundance, who want to use reputation in their operations in order to bring more transparency into the hiring and promotions uh, process.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, this would be my ask if I were a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Smart
0: money, um, but also purposeful money, right? Because it's, yeah, um, and you're putting, a, from everything you just talked about, you're looking thoroughly and holistically at all of the elements. One thing to pick out of here is, because you're looking at what to me is a very clear need, and a very, very clear market gap if we're thinking about investment, investors. But also you're challenging the norms. So one of the things you said is there's no ratings, no scores. And if there are, if an employer is on the platform and there are a hundred candidates, that's for an external, a new hire. But let's say, for example, it's a large corporation and they're, they're looking for the next promotion round and how, if they're used to scoring, how are they going to... How are you going to... Are you going to categorize people at all? What, how are they going to read the results?
1: Yes. So our step three would be creating a talent platform with all possible filters. And if you need a specific profile mm. that is described in in, in the job uh, description, you can filter people by skills. And mm. this will be your um, shortlisted group of candidates. And then you can uh, tap into every candidate's profile and see, open every skill card, and mm. you can see a little summary, for example, how many <clears throat> live events the person registered for mm. thinking, how right. many certificates, and how many endorsements they receive. So, mm. there are some metrics, but it's really hard to assess human skills. We can only evidence them. Yeah. and. We all know that psychometric tests can be faked. I can Mm. prepare myself very well to to pass nearly any psychometric Mm. test and appear in my best light to the employer. Social media profiles can be also easily faked and they don't show the consistency of skills. Mm. I can Mm. say I'm an extroverted, great public speaker, which I'm not, Mm. and uh, nobody will really tested or I have high empathy, but probably I hate people. You can't so you yes. can't really tell. It's it's about self-assessment all the time when we describe our personality. But we show the the consistency of skills based mm. on life experience through multiple mm. fact situations in people's lives.
0: Brilliantly put. As I was asking the question, as the words were coming out of my mouth I thought of one of the things you talked about, which was I, my personal bugbear is psychometric profiling because it's regarded as being scientific. And you can be one of 16 MBTIs or one of four disks or whatever. And these are the personas, which is one way of categorizing. But they're hugely challenging and they're used, they're used very often by corporate HR people to categorize people. And, uh, I'll use a really technical psycholo- psychology term from my many years of experience in the field. They're bullshit. Right? Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's both a challenge to come up with a way of matching employer or promotion candidate to the right role. Sorry, potential employer or promotion candidate with the right role with employer. Uh, but also an opportunity. And that's what entrepreneurs look for, right? They look for gaps and find it. So I could talk for hours about this with you. I'm fascinated, but I'm also conscious of, of your time and looking to keep the honor the audience as well with running this at about half an hour. So let's look to wrap wrap this up for now. I'm sure we'll you and I will talk again. What closing thoughts would you have for the listening audience?
1: I would close it this way. So as we see, AI is hiring AI at the moment. So we do fake people, fake their resumes, and then another AI tool is scraping our resumes. So the human human element is shrinking in this hiring process. Mm -hmm. And I think it's time to return the human being inside the process and to make it central, to make the person central. And technology can only empower human without reducing the human being to a string of words. So this would be our mission. And I also came up with a terminology called human renaissance. And the word renaissance has AI in the middle. And I do believe that this is the right time to think about combining the humanism of renaissance and AI potential in order to empower people and to make really talented people visible. That's my message.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful closing words. I wish you all the best with Reputy and everything else you're doing.
1: And may the smart money empower you. Thank you, Thank, you. Thank you, Tom. Bye.